How can the betrayals of our life be led to our purpose? Have you ever been betrayed? Maybe by a close friend or a family member, or maybe you've been wrongly accused and lied about. And if you focus on that, if you focus on the betrayal, you focus on the pain that that has caused you, and you allow bitterness to take root, you won't actually see the beauty in what was that behind the purpose of the betrayal may have actually been a blessing for you to be redirected into the dreams and the things that God has for your life. And I say this because I I know this to be true, not only for the people that I've met in my life, but for myself. You know, there's been times where I've been betrayed by very close friends that I've been I've been lied about. I've been wrongly accused of things. And I've had to learn to what is, what is the meaning behind this? And although it is painful and although it is very hurtful, what is God trying to do in my life? What is the, what is the purpose? What is the meaning? And what am I being redirected to? What is, what is this ultimately setting me up for? And what I've learned is if we can focus on what is ahead and we can focus on why on why it is happening for us, not to us. And I want to share with you, I want to share with you a story in the Bible because this story in the Bible has helped me so much in my leadership and in going through really painful experiences in my life where, um, you know, I really didn't, I remember feeling just very abandoned, really, really alone and, and not feeling like anyone really understood where I was coming from and, and this story has helped me so much in my life to understand the meaning of sometimes we're betrayed and, and we're wrongly accused because it produces our character, because it's an it's a, it's a area where God is trying to refine us. And sometimes those people are not supposed to be in our life for the next season, the next door of opportunity that God has for us. And if we stayed in that place, if we stayed in that place of those relationships, if we stayed in that environment, we would not grow. Because so oftentimes our eyes are blinded to the people around us sometimes, you know, our closest loved ones and our closest friends. You know, we we may be blinded to the areas of their life that are holding us back from the things and the purposes that God has for our life. And so oftentimes we, we need to have that betrayal or we need to have that thing that they've lied us to us about or that thing happened to us that they have done to us to allow our eyes to be opened to see, you know what? This relationship, thank you God so much for opening up my eyes to seeing the character of this person because where I'm going, they can't come. And so I need to be okay with that because, you know, I think of our environment is our level of growth. You know, you, when you go into a desert, you don't see these beautiful trees flourishing everywhere. You see a bunch of cactuses and you see a bunch of dirt and a bunch of rocks. So if you're wanting to be a forest and grow and expand and do greater things, if your level of environment is a desert, you can't be a forest. But so oftentimes we think, well, what, well, these people, just can, they can just come with me. And you're going to see in the story of Joseph that his very brothers betrayed him. His own flesh and blood, his brothers actually betrayed him. And I want to walk you through this story because I think it's going to help a lot of you out there that 
have maybe been betrayed by a family member, have been lied about, have been wrongly accused. And you may be right now sitting in a, in a place of bitterness. And that, that is actually keeping you from growing into the next place. Not the betrayal, not the betrayal itself. That's not what's keeping you from growing into the next place. It's your choice of the way that you have begun to fix your eyes on the betrayal. And today, my hope and prayer is that you will see that some of the betrayals in your life and the wrongful accusations and the things that people have lied about you, they're actually have been used to refine you and develop you into the person that God has for you and to move you into your purpose. So how can you go from a pit, from a pit of life to a palace and from a palace ultimately into your purpose? Because that is exactly what happened to Joseph. So Joseph is this young little kid. I'll walk you through this story. He's this young little kid and God gives him this dream that he's going to be awesome. Okay. He's just, he's just going to be awesome. He's going to be second. He's going to be second in command. His brothers are going to be bowing to him and he's going to be, he's going to be the bomb.com. So he goes out and he tells all his brothers, Hey, I got this dream that God gave me. It's super cool. In fact, y'all are going to be bowing to me. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> right? 12, 13 years old telling his brothers, what's up? Well, his brothers get, get, they get, they get jealous. What do you mean? What do you mean? We're going to be bowing to you. Ever had jealousy in your life? Ever had somebody be jealous of you? And then the jealousy breeds resentment, breeds where they start to make fun of you. They start to lie about you because of their own insecurity. Mm -hmm. A lot of times betrayal, a lot of times people that lie about you, it comes from their insecure place about the way that you make them feel because you are actually a you are actually a vision. You are actually a full life form of what they want to be, but somehow they've put it in their mind that they can't be. So rather than owning their own self and their own insecurity, they're going to put it on you. Well, what's happened to Joseph? So the jealousy breeds and these brothers are like, well, forget that. We're not bound to, we're not bound to you. That's never going to happen. So we're going to actually put you in a pit. So the brothers throw him into a pit and they sell him to slavery. So we have these chariots come by and they're like, hey, you can take our brother. You can, we're going to sell him off. So he goes from the pit to now a slave. So now he's a slave. So now he's a slave and I'm going to kind of skip over some things. But he's a slave. He ends up getting in and he ends up, you know, doing great things as a slave. Actually, he's doing his his mindset and his, his way of being as a slave is not a slave mentality. He doesn't grow bitter. He doesn't get upset. He makes the most of the situation. And because of that, he ends up getting a little bit of favors from the king. So he's able to go into the palace. He's able to do different things because he's, because he's a good guy. Because he made that choice. See, it all comes back to that choice. So then he's in the palace. He's, he's doing great things as a slave. Has a lot of favor. And the king's wife is like, hey, this guy is, this guy's looking pretty fine. So the wife of the king is like, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of wheeze my way into here and I'm going to try to get this dude uh, in bed with me. And Joseph making his, cause he's awesome, right? Joseph's like, no, I'm not, I'm not touching you. Like you're the, you're the king's wife. I'm not touching you. So she actually gets mad. 
and tells the king that he did. Lied about. Ever been lied about? Wrongly accused? You didn't even do it. In fact, you actually did the right thing. You did the right thing. But then you still get lied about that you actually did the wrong thing. So now he's in prison. He's in prison for a thing that he didn't even do. I think at this point, you'd probably get pretty depressed, right? You'd be like, okay, God, where are you? And you're, you're a jerk. <laughs> We're not getting along right now because you gave me this dream when I was 12, 13 years old, but I'd be like second in command. I'd be all this, like, I'd be this amazing person. And so far I've been in a pit. I've been a slave and now I'm in prison. This is, this is awesome. My life is so awesome. Ever had a dream right? You had this dream that you felt that was from God or, you know, you just were like, yeah, this is, this is it. And then from that dream, everything else did not align with that at all. I've been there so many times, so many times where I'm like, Whoa, I'm on a mountaintop. Like I got a word or I'm so excited about something that I just know is going to, I just know this is going to come to fulfillment. I just know it. But then as soon as I got that, it was like everything else came against me. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's not exactly how I saw that going down, but it is. But it is because that's where your character is refined. That is, you don't learn to be great in the mountaintops. You learn to be great in the valleys. And Joseph grabbed that concept so well. He's now in prison, y'all. He is in prison from being accused of something that he didn't do. And he actually did the right thing. And he still was sent to the prison. So now he's in prison and he's making the most of it. And he's making friends with people and he's using the gifts that God gave him to help other people that are in prison. Long story short, some of the prisoners that he made friends with, they get out. And he's like, hey, remember me. Tell the king I did not do what he is that he thinks that I did to his wife. I didn't do it. Like, remember me. If they ever ask or if you're able to give a good word, remember me. You think they did? No, they didn't. Ever have people that you've poured your heart and soul into, people that you've led maybe in your business, that you've been an exceptional leader to, and they kind of forget about you. It doesn't really matter. They kind of just, whatever. And you're like, but I, I gave my everything to you. I gave my wisdom to you. I did so much, I did so much for you. And you just like, you just, you just walk away from it. You don't even remember me. You don't even remember the things I've done for you. I thought we were buds but you didn't, you don't even remember me. You don't even, you don't even just give a good word for me to somebody. So long story short, he ends up getting out of prison because there is a, there's a, there's a dream that the King has and they remember that Joseph is actually able to interpret dreams, his gift, his gift leads him out of prison And he's able to interpret the king's dream. And the king is so grateful. He's like, oh, this, this makes sense. You know, no one has been able to interpret my dreams. And the way that Joseph was able to interpret his dream was basically there was going to be a famine. And then there was going to be a year of growth. And that's what these dreams meant. And so because Joseph was able to interpret his dream, it saved Egypt. And so the king put him second in command. The story gets even better. Because this, this is where it's a full circle. The brothers in the year of famine now come to Egypt because they're in need. And because Joseph was able to interpret the dream, Egypt is in a good position 
because they were able to, in the, in the, in the years of growth, they were able to hold to the food and hold on to the, you know, they started to have a cattle and all of these different things so that when the famine came, Egypt was awesome because they knew there was going to be years of famine because Joseph was able to interpret that dream. So now the brothers are coming because they're in need. And when they come, they're, they're on their knees and they don't even know, they don't even know Joseph because now he's older. He doesn't look like the same person. And they never in a million years would have thought that he is now second in command of all of Egypt, right next up to the king. He was a slave. He was a slave. They, the last time they saw him is they put him in a pit and then they sold him to slavery to Egypt. So there's no way that he was second in command of over all of Egypt. No, 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 no. Not our brother. No. So they come. And they get on their knees and they say, we are in need. We need food. But here's the thing. When Joseph saw them coming, obviously Joseph knew those were his brothers. But because of the character growth that Joseph had, when he saw his brothers at first, there was bitterness and anger. And he cried and he wept. But then God softened in his heart and said, do you realize that that betrayal, their betrayal to you ultimately led you to the palace. You see that pit brought you to the palace and the palace has birthed your purpose because where your environment was, where you were before, you weren't going to grow there, but I needed you to be refined I needed to take time to mold you and shape you out of the cockiness, out of the arrogance. You had a little bit of arrogance in you, Joseph, right? He was a little bit cocky talking to his brothers about his dream and how they're going to be bowing to him. That's not a good king. That's not a servant leader. So he had to go through some things in order to be refined to get to this place, y'all, get to this place where he lets his brothers know, I'm Joseph. I'm your brother and I love you and I want you to eat with me. I'm going to bring food to you and to your family and to our father. And I want you to know I'm thankful because your betrayal, what you meant to do for harm, God has used for good. And I thank you. If you guys, if you can get that, man. If you can get that, you can lead a life of greatness. Let me tell you a little bit about me and how this story, this story I cling to and I have clung to on some of the hardest parts of my life where I have been wrongly accused, where people have lied about me, where I have been betrayed by by various friends in my life and it is made me cling to where does God want to take me now? Natalie, where are you growing up to? Because obviously, obviously this environment, these friends, they were great for the season, but there's a new level. There's a new level of growth. And although it is painful and although it is hurtful, I know I'm growing into a new place. And I fix my eyes on the new door and the new relationships that God has for me. But I will always turn back around 
and forgive that person because unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and waiting for them to die. So yes, you are going to have betrayals in your life. You will be wrongfully accused. There are going to be things that are going to be very hurtful to you, but your choice, your choice. So you're not a product of your circumstances. You're a product of the way that you choose to see your circumstances. If you look at Joseph's life, he could have just been a slave the entire time. Because if he had just allowed the bitterness to take root, and oh, I'm just going to be a slave, I guess. I guess that dream was stupid. I guess that wasn't really a dream. His choice, his choice led him to each new level of his life that ultimately led him to his purpose. But it wasn't because of his circumstances. It was despite his circumstances. It was the way that he began to see each circumstance to develop and grow him into the person that he was always created to be. But so many times we, we look at our circumstances and we fix our eyes on the things that are hurtful and painful. And then we allow those to take root. And that bitterness gets bigger and bigger and bigger to where all we can feel, all we can see is bitterness and resentment. And then we wonder, we wonder why we're not walking into our purpose. We wonder why we're not fulfilling our dreams. And what we do is we blame other people and their hurtful things that they've done to us, or we blame circumstances and say, oh, it's because of that. No, it's because of the way that you decided to choose to allow that circumstance, that relationship, that painful experience to then take root in your life and keep you from the places that you were always intended to go. In fact, that that situation, that that painful experience may have actually happened for you to propel you forward, but because you fixed your eyes on the negative and never allowed it to make you grow and develop you, now you're stuck in the pit and you're just crying for someone to get you out. Yeah, here's the deal. The person that's going to get you out of the pit is you. It's you. You're the only person that can fix your mind, your thoughts on your circumstances and say, I am not a product of my circumstances. This happened to me. This happened for me. And it is painful. But where am I going to learn from it? How am I going to grow from it? And where am I going now? And you fix your mind on the things to come. And in my life, I, I, can, I can lead you all different avenues of my life. But the reason why this was so heavy on my heart to share was, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I work with a lot of women. And in my fitness and our muscle and mindset program, I work with a lot of women that a lot of their, their issues with food, you know, where they they binge eat or they're emotional eaters. Um, a lot of it, they, they tend to blame the food, you know, well, I just, I'm just love to eat. I'm like, "Mm, no, that's, that's actually not really it. I mean, I love that you think that (laughs) that's just not it. I said, food is, food is your go-to, but it's your mind. It's your thoughts. It's your, it's the things that you're not dealing with. And that's why you're ultimately leading you. It's ultimately leading you to the food. The food isn't the issue. 
your mindset, your thoughts, your unforgiveness, your bitterness, those things that you haven't let go, the pit that you're in. Yeah, see, you're in this pit. So you have to pull yourself out of the pit and you're going to look at me and go, oh, you know, I don't really, I don't really go to food anymore. And you're, you're going to think it's because of this amazing fitness program, but actually it's because you've decided finally to get yourself out of the pit, change the way you think and have everything work in your favor, even the hard, hard, hard places. And I mean, these women have been through some hard things. So I was sharing with one of these gals about some of the things that I've gone through, about some of the friendships that I've had that have been very hurtful, you know, things that have, I like, it's shockingly that those things were actually said about me. Um, but then I realized when I, when I lifted up, when I lifted the veil of truth and began to really see why those things were being said and, and, and how that relationship maybe not be best served for the new level that I'm growing into, I began to be okay with certain pruning of relationships because those relationships may not best be served for the new growth that I'm going to. When I was, you know, when maybe when you're in the desert, cactuses are great. But if you're moving into a forest level, cactuses aren't going with you. They're just not. And so sometimes when you're in an environment where that season was great and those relationships were great, it was, it was a great season. But if you want to keep growing and keep moving into your destiny, into your purpose, into new level of thinking, into new levels of your dreams, there's going to be certain relationships that just don't go with you. And that's okay. That's okay. And sometimes... We're not even betrayed by those friends. We're not wrongfully accused by those friends. Sometimes we just have to make a decision that, you know what? I need to spend less time with this person because they're negative or they're the way that they talk about other people or the way that they gossip, the way that they're, they're, they're drama-rama. I, I can't be around that because I'm, I'm actually going over here and I want to be around these kind of people. Because here's the thing, if, if you're in an environment of people that are drama or negative, good luck on trying to be a person of positivity. You're going to have to constantly be on guard to be above the negativity, to be above the drama and not get yourself sucked in. Or you can say, you know, my time is precious and my dream is important to me. My purpose that I have is important to me. And I need to make sure that the time I'm spending with people are people that I want to be around, that I want to imitate, that I want to be like. And if I look around me and I see that these aren't the people that I want to be like, I need to move on. So sometimes it's not even a betrayal or a wrongful accusation by a friend or a family member. Sometimes we've just got to really have a good self-awareness that in order for you to grow into the place, in order for you to go to that palace of your life, you may have to prune some of the things in your life. And I want to leave you with this. Sometimes 
Sometimes it's not even the relationships. Sometimes it's, it is the relationships. Sometimes it's actually just you, your thoughts, your thoughts create your environment and your environment creates you. So sometimes we've got to dig deep into our own mind of thinking, our own level of thinking. And if your level of thinking is keeping you from that place, then it starts with you. So sometimes you have to go into, um, I called a, I called a thought work where you've got to go in and you've got to go into your thoughts and really see, is this, is this thought making me grow or is this thought holding me back? Because it's doing one or the other. It is. Your thoughts are doing one or the other. They are either holding you back or they are propelling you forward. They're doing one of each. And you've got to make a a very conscious conscious decision to think about the thoughts that you're thinking and to make sure that your thoughts are propelling you into your destiny. And when you begin to think like that, your environment will change because you won't have any patience to be around people like that. When you change your thinking, your environment changes. And when your environment changes, your whole life begins to change because that's what happened to Joseph. He got out of the environment of his brothers, of the jealousy, of the, of the way that they all thought. Then he was thrown into the palace. He got to see, even though he was a slave, he got to, he got to see what it would be like to be in a palace. Yes, he was a slave, but he could begin to see the possibility. He could begin to see the people that he could associate with. He wasn't there yet, but he was able to see it. But he wouldn't have been able to see it if he had remained back with his brothers. It was only until he became a slave that he was able to actually visually see where he actually could go. Does that make sense? So sometimes you're in an environment that you're like, well, I got to get out of this environment because I want to go over there. And you may go into that next environment because you've changed your thinking, but you're still not connected. You're still not attached to the people. Not yet. Not yet. But you did the first step. You got out of the environment that was holding you back. And now you can taste and see what is possible because now you're in an environment where you can see it. And then you begin to cultivate and you begin to look at how people act and, okay, I want to be more like that. And then all of a sudden they become your friends, right? They become your friends and then it elevates you to another level. And then you use your gifts. You use the wisdom that has been downloaded into you and then it bursts your purpose. It bursts your purpose, but it all comes back to the way that you decide to see your circumstances because they every single circumstance every single one can be used in your favor it's up to you to choose to see it 